Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Closet. We need, one day when we're famous, we need to hire a technician, a personal assistant for both of us. And I think that's about trust a personal it. assistant? Would you have a hard time with that? I think we could use a personal assistant for the show. Just to, great. just to wrangle us in. I mean, this is also, I want new hair. <laughs> I want a bigger apartment. These are things. Yeah. Right, we've got teeth problems, hair problems, <laughs> scheduling problems. I think a personal assistant, I've thought about that before, like in fantasy land. And I was like, God, that level of trust is so intense because you're just handing over ev- your calendar, stuff that would be so amazing to not do, but that's, scheduling stuff that's so much trust but that's important well it depends on how much work you give them i mean like i feel like some personal assistants like you see in movies are just sort of like abused like do my laundry now do this go get me food and it's like i would be uncomfortable with that so maybe laundry that would be because in new york that's hard to do if I could have anything, it would be a um, chef, though. That's what I would want more than anything. Just, I just, you know, we'd have, we would have to be so busy, though. You know what I mean? For me to have the audacity to tell somebody else to do my laundry. Like, what else what would if you I were be just doing? True. You're like, I don't have this one out. But sometimes it's about getting that, it, having the laundry folded for you in the way they fold it. Like, I can't even imagine. I don't fold shit like that. They like fold and compress it and spritz Mm -hmm. it or something. And sometimes that's just like. They like vacuum seal. Like when you go and bring your laundry to places in New York, they like vacuum seal it. So like you get your laundry back and you're like, oh, I guess a hundred pieces of clothing are just one solid brick, (laughs) like a loaf of bread. It comes back to a loaf of bread. They do. New York. I don't know. I've never got my laundry done anywhere else. But New York has that down so fucking packed. The laundry service, like they like, it's like the most, one of the most well-run operations. Anyone, any part of the city you go in, the laundromat, they're fucking, they're on it. Reasonably priced. And dry cleaners might be another situation. But the laundry in New York, if you get it done. Yeah. Yeah. The guys, the place that I go to, I drop it off, but then they drop it back off to me. So it's like even less. Ooh. Okay, so you have someone that does your laundry now. Do you have a laundry machine? In, and you have to walk up and down a bunch of stairs. So that makes that makes sense. I'm five blocks away and six flights up. So I so for most people who are listening to this, you probably do your laundry by either if you're in an apartment building, you go down one or two floors to the basement or it's already in your house. For me, I have to walk my ass throughout the city <laughs> to get it done. So I do pay a little extra and then they come drop it off. It, it's paid extra in New York, but it's like very reasonable too. Oh yeah, it's not like $40, $20. Reasonable. It's like, yeah. Actually, I, sometimes I tip as much as I pay for the laundry because I feel so horrible that someone has to bring my laundry back to me. I'm like, here's $20, like, which is a ridiculous tip agree because also it's like something can't be right if it's this good of a deal and you're like okay someone nothing's for free so someone's getting screwed over somewhere so might as well be me there you go boom how are you and how have you been in new york all week 
I've been in New York all week. Um, you know, we survived that quote unquote hurricane, which I'm sure Louisiana has a completely different perspective on what a hurricane is and right now there's another storm coming so just hanging out so when i was in boston the hurricane was like a light rain and then they i had to reschedule my train because they canceled every single train amtrak canceled every single train on sunday wait then it was bad then i thought it was supposed to be bad in boston because it wasn't bad wasn't bad either was not bad in boston and I, i was supposed to see my friend we canceled that and then Lexi, go to the Cheesecake Factory with me for the third time. And you have got to cut weekend. it out with this Cheesecake Factory. It is, you are making it out to Emma. Every Here's time you what go it to is Cheesecake Factory, everyone in line, more than one person has an ailment of some sort. Not true. But it's right next to my mom's apartment. And Lexi was like, You don't tell people that when you rave about the Cheesecake Factory. She was like, Obviously, you associate it with visiting home. And I was like, What? No, it's the food's magic. It's literally a one minute. My mom's apartment is, you could, it's across the street. So I do associate it with going back to Boston. But I was like, but every time we go, the food's going to be good. There's no mystery. Everything you get, they're going to fucking kill it on the flavor. One night we went to this famous oyster bar in Boston. It was amazing. And then another night she wanted to try a restaurant she'd never been to. I'm like, no, it's a whole rigmarole. We don't know what's going to happen afterwards. Like Cheesecake Factory is predictable. It's nice. It's good. I'm looking up strange things about the Cheesecake Factory. Secrets about the Cheesecake How awesome Factory it is, and that's you it. should know. Number Whatever. one. All right. Well, some of those. Who are wrote that? Here. Applebee's? No. <laughs> it says it started in Detroit in the basement in the 1940s. Okay. I didn't know that. So it's a Detroit based place. Um, two, the Cheesecake Factory was a bakery before it was a restaurant. Yeah. Sherlock, I'm sure we could have figured that one out. Lines up. Yeah. Did they sell cheesecake perhaps? Evelyn, who opened her own bakery in 1972, named the Cheesecake Factory Bakery and grew it to a modest size where she sold 20 varieties of cheesecake and other desserts to local restaurants around Los Angeles. Stop you right there. That's where it started with them having so many options. That's a lot of options. Why L.A.? I thought it was Detroit. I don't know. Here, let me read. I skimmed over that. No, I, I skimmed over it. Oh, you did. Because sometimes you, you'll read an article and it'll be like, they started doing comedy when they were in Michigan. And then five years later, they're a movie star in LA. And you're like, no, 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 no. What happened in the middle? Right. What's the five? What's the, what's the five years? The brand story starts in 1940s Detroit when Evelyn Overton made her own version of a delicious cheesecake recipe she found at a newspaper. It's not even her recipe. People loved her cheesecake so much, she opened a small cheesecake shop in the basement of her family's home. She eventually gave up her small business and to raise her two kids. Then suddenly, Evelyn eventually opened her own cheesecake factory and grew it to a modest size, which is so twenty four in Los Angeles. So at some point, Evelyn, whoever the hell she is, moved her name in a while new for her newspaper cheesecake recipe which she claimed as her own and brought it to la and no one's telling us how mm. oh her well, good job david, evelyn her son david expanded the business by opening a restaurant night by the way this said 10 things to know about the cheesecake factory and it's just like each thing so far has just been like three different paragraphs about the history so this is bullshit okay her son, David, expanded the business by opening a restaurant in 1978, initially to sell his mother's cheesecakes. It started with an expansive uh, dessert menu, and the restaurant soon became a success, eventually expanding to hundreds of locations that are popular today. So now there's over 200 locations worldwide. Cheesecakes are not made at the restaurants. Made in Narnia. 
exclusively. You can buy the sauce on your next visit. Buy Which what sauce? sauce? And you can buy any sauce at the store. Visit the bakery and make your request. A Cheesecake Factory server and Reddit user Stream said, with the 100 different sauces made every day, the options are nearly endless. Ugh. <laughs> Buying sauce. The food is prepared fresh daily. Seconds ago, they just said it's not made at the Cheesecake Factory. They ship it out fast as fuck. Wherever they make it, and that's the quality control. Wait, 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 wait. I've seen a kitchen. So what are they doing in the kitchen? Prepping the pre-made well, food? Well, they're making the food. So they make the food there. My brother worked at the Cheesecake Factory. So they do make the food there, but they don't make okay. the cheesecakes there. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes Even sense. Even though I was it's like, called the Cheesecake Factory, implying right. it's a mini factory that just produces cheesecakes. If I were not, if I didn't know it was a restaurant and now it's neither making the cheesecakes or a factory. It's just a restaurant where another factory somewhere else is shipping the cheesecakes. So it's a lie. Sometimes comedian, like when comedians get so, so, so famous and they hire a team of writers to help them write jokes because they have to like outsource some of the stuff. The Cheesecake Factory got so, 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 so good. They had to have a team of writers to help them with their original ideas to expand and create enough content that we're all so hungry for, literally. How many different types of cheesecakes do you think there is? I should know this. I, I know that there's 225 things on the menu. I'm pretty sure. Wait, um, there's I'm, the menu is 21 pages long with more than 250 items. Damn. Oh, damn. I thought it was 225. That's Maybe I pretty that fucking good, though. I would not have guessed that. Well, I was just reading about it, and this was kind of funny. So, Wait, how many cheesecakes do you think there are? 30? 40? There's, there's 35. Wow, I'm good! Fucking, what's going on with you? The only thing going on is that I just go there a lot. I mean, look, I go there a lot. It's my favorite restaurant. <laughs> I you like go to it the Cheesecake there. Factory and film it when you're in New York I would so love. that we can, like, because I'm telling you, last time I had a cheesecake from there, I went with Dulce and Rosebud, and I had. Oh, a, I went in October. In we were it, by mean, Nyack, New York, because we were performing in a parking lot. God. So the thing is, is I feel like I don't know if they have one in Manhattan because they're just so big and glorious. The real we have to rent a car and go to Jersey. Done and done. <laughs> I like in a heartbeat. I love like oh you know what Rosebud drives so all you me and Rosebud could go she'd be great to have on the podcast and to talk about cheesecake cheesecake factory mm-hmm. I mean Lexi was like okay it's won me over I really like it she was like three times is too much but when I was like one of the times was because there was a blizzard and so we hadn't made dinner reservations because we thought we were leaving so we went there but I was so I, you know I normally am very friendly like to the wait staff of course but i'm i was talking to the waitress the last night we were there and something happened where i was like oh my god it seems like i'm flirting like i was just i think i was talking about my tooth or boston or my mom living there and something switched where i was like the waitress just kind of like started like smiling like there's a point where the waitress started flirting and then when she walked away i was like i don't know what happened and lexi was like don't worry about it like i just thought you were being really friendly and i was like there was just some specific, she gave me some look where I was like, oh, I'm an old, I talk a lot, like, and normally I don't even talk, but for I was so happy at the Cheesecake Factory, and then when I'm out of New York, I'm friendlier, so there was something happened where she just gave me this look, and I was like, oh, I'm flirting, but I did not mean to be flirting. 
Do you feel that the woman you flirted with was queer in any way? I think she thought, I think she got a real kick out of me because I was like talking about how much I loved the factory and like, you know, just like going on about the Cheesecake Factory and she was and asking her what she always gets because she works there. And what does she always get? She was saying she changed it up, but she thought that I had good taste in it. It was ridiculous. All right, I want to see how you flirt. OK, so I'm your waitress. I wasn't flirting, though. That's the thing. I was just being friendly. No, but I just want to see how you flirt. OK, so let's say how like do a, I flirt? I'm let's say oh, I'm a really hot though. waitress. I'm your type, right? Italian, Latin, hot, right? right? I walk over My and girlfriend. it's just you. You're eating dinner alone. Okay, you're on the road. And hi, welcome to the Cheesecake Factory. Um, I have a girlfriend, bitch, and she's very sexually verbal, and I'm it's making it's the best sex ever. So be gone. Okay. Um. Okay. So you don't want water? Oh, I'd have some water. Yeah. I, I I don't have my tooth because I have ADHD and I. Oh, I've noticed. Was, I've noticed you don't yeah. have a tooth. How interesting. What happened to your tooth? <sighs> years upon years of just not to, like getting the life skills down to combat having adults. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna stop ADHD. you right here. You're doing a terrible job flirting. I don't like flirt. I don't know. You how just to said flirt. be gone. If it was I don't like, know how to flirt either. I do not know how to flirt. If a hot guy comes up to me and says hi, I answer questions he doesn't, he hasn't asked me. I'll be like, hey, and I'll be like, good, thanks. I mean, I literally don't know how to flirt. I don't know how to be cute. I don't know how to flirt. Cute. I don't know how to, I said no. cute in, in the sense of, I don't like, some guys are very like straightforward and like they know how to flirt and they know what to say. And I just don't have that talent. Also, intimate. You might be intimidating too. So, because you're, I mean, I know I might. You guys might. Well, you might be like, what the? I'm just gonna say you're just so good looking and muscular that you might that that then that makes. I had this friend in high school who was just like so pretty and like top of the class and all that. She's really shy. People are always like, that is a bitch. And I was like, she's not a bitch. She's she's shy. But because you know, so I think people would maybe be intimidated by you. So then they wouldn't. Then they... I guess what I'm saying is if I talk to someone, right, I'm flirting, like this is years that I've done this. But if I'm at a bar and I wanted to talk to someone, I like to, I'll be like, hey. And then they always start like, like more confident, like, what's up? And I'm like, ha, um, um, uh, I couldn't vodka. agree more. I just <laughs> fall apart. Me too. Wait, isn't that so weird? I'm the exact same way. Like, it's so make small talk to them blue in the face but there's something about the girl has to come on strong too because i just assume everybody's straight i prefer if someone hits on me and then gives me of the course. option to try and act cutesy wootsy but cutesy -wootsy. It's just, right but if it just goes if i have to do the work i'm like ah oh, fuck i wouldn't even i'm trying to think about times i don't even know it has to be that's why I liked online, but online was obviously tough Online, you too, get the but... option to think about what you want to say. Exactly, and I usually fucking... <sighs> well, you know, like I putting a really it. bloody photo of yourself on your Tinder doesn't necessarily... Oh, my so I told here. Hold on a second. Uh, It's all good. I'll time code it. I ordered my food. Well, we can keep it on the podcast if we want. I ordered okay, my Okay, Medeo got food. 
to come what kind at, of food to come at four o'clock my groceries like oat milk and almond butter and um rice cakes and yogurt but and mochi those mochi things the chocolate mochi things but um i love those they're so good are you on what's called are you on a cut or a bulk bulk okay so that means he's growing not cut uh my trainer said that i'm gonna be i'm gonna look soft for a little bit I mean, I'm eating a ton of carbs, but I think my body's used to eating a lot of carbs that it doesn't really change anything. So I'm not officially on a bulk, but I went out to eat a bunch while I was here. <laughs> and I actually had the best dinner, I want to say, ever. So if you say the Cheesecake Factory, I'm hanging up <laughs> this call right now. So I mentioned that I was going to Raleigh and this and a comedian Todd Berry right away was like, do you want a restaurant recommendation? And I was like, normally no, Cheesecake Factory. I was like, normally no, because I kind of just do my thing. And I was like, but because my shows in DC got canceled, my girlfriend's coming with me and we're going to have Sunday free and we're going to, we, yes. So he's like, go to this place. I think I'm going to get the name wrong. I think it was called Poodle's Diner or Puddin' diner but he poodles oh no guys i don't remember poodle wait the fuck is it a proper diner so i was like what was it called peacock pea brain good thing i don't name restaurants guys pea pea bucket poodle no um okay famous diner raleigh famous diner raleigh oh god i spell everything so wrong guys listen No, it was in person that he, okay, Second Empire, no. Flying Biscuit, no. Beasley Chicken, no. Pools! Diner. So he goes, he goes, Pools Diner. And I was like, oh, great, I love a diner. And he's like, it's not a diner. And I was like, well, could have fooled me in the name. And he was like, it's it's not a diner. Okay. So my girlfriend, I was like, hey, I was just talking to Todd and he gave me a restaurant recommendation diner and she was like I already made a reservation there because it's supposed to be the best and I was like okay you're really on it so Saturday before the show we before, before and there, this was why we it was like we were going to go on Sunday there was this other place we were going to go to Saturday but she was like we'll get an early dinner we go and we didn't have a reservation so they were like we're booked and then she was like what if I told you we'll be in and out in 40 minutes like she got real like boom 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 and the woman was like, okay. She's like, we do have a table, but it has to be cleared. And she was like, so we'll get appetizers on this. So we'll be like out. And she like, or she said a bunch of lingo. And she was like, that lingo, let them know that I used to be a server. So they like, so I was like, respect her. she always stays right. so calm. I was like, I would not have even, I'd be like, oh yeah, I don't know where I am. Right now. So we go in, bada bing, bada boom. We order this stuff. It's like classic American fare, but it was a Michelin star restaurant, I guess. And it oh, was. Wow sensations just i've never i don't know what the fuck i ate i know i had chicken i know i had mashed potatoes i know i had tomatoes and mozzarella best mozzarella i've ever had like i was like this is objectively the best quote-unquote american it's it's american imagine i read it and it was like this is a sushi restaurant um yeah (laughs) it's indian food it's oh my god oh my heart just stopped 
it was called, I thought it was called Pools Pies. And I was like, what is with me in places called, but Pools Pies <laughs> that also have Pools Cheesecake Factory. Pools. And you guys, it was so, and it's, it, it really isn't a diner. It was very expensive. Not very expensive. It was, ex- it would be over. Well, pretty- they shouldn't be calling it diner if it's a Michelin star restaurant. I mean, my yeah, what's up with that? What's up with that? Isn't that weird? Well, it doesn't make sense. I mean, when you think of a diner, you think of like, hi, my name is Darlene. Today we have two specials. We got the omelet special and we got the hash brown omelet special. Both specials come with hash browns and they're both omelets. I don't know why they're both called something different, but if you want one of them, you just let me know. Okay, honey. They always, that kind of woman always ends the sentence with sweetie, honey, pumpkin, sweetheart. I love that. I'll be like, stop it, Darlene. Let's you put want our more teeth coffee? together. Let's put our teeth together so we have almost a full front row of teeth between the two of us. I have one tooth left. She, there was a woman who used to uh, manage my Michael's store when I was 16 and she had one. Mateo, if I saw one tooth right now, I'd be like, bitch, let's make a deal. She has one tooth. She had one tooth on the bottom. It was brown. And she would say every day, y'all are getting fired. That's what she would say. And then she got fired and worked at the Marshalls across the street. And so we could see her smoking across the street. She only had one tooth. Let me tell you, as someone who's pop, losing one teeth. One on the bottom. She had, her, she had her teeth on top. She had one on the bottom. Oh. Um, but we, that, it was so, you know what I think it is? I think it was, it was very hipster. Like everything about this place, I kind of would have been like, all right, whatever. Nope. The food was so good. It was, I, I wish, if you're in Raleigh, guys, if you... And then you see Mateo is coming to Raleigh. Help me remember to re- re-recommend this restaurant so we can see what he thinks of it. Maybe I never Mateo, recommend. Let me see if I'm going to North Carolina. Hold on. North Carolina is absolutely beautiful. Actually, I had a funny thing that happened the other day that relates to Inside the Closet. Mm. So I was walking down the streets two days ago and I was just like feeling like frustrated about, I had to write something and I couldn't figure out how to write it. And then I was thinking about just so frustrated and upset about tooth stuff. And it just felt like everything just really done a road trip in this long in a while too. So like I was like losing things and I've been working on my ADHD. So it's was like, here's my system when I'm at home, I don't have it in place traveling so I need to get one but it's been really frustrating like so I'm literally standing by the side of the road thinking about that it's really hot I'm sweating this car pulls up this woman's like Emma not a busy street and I was like yeah she was like I'm on episode 247 of inside the closet and I was like oh and she was like yep she was like she was like I couldn't come to the shows this weekend because something something but it was just so funny because she pulled right up and was like Emma and then she was like I, I knew you were here she was like and i saw the back of this was not a busy street she's like i saw your like she must have seen the back of me because she pulled up from the back and she was like and i was like i bet that's Emma Wilman. and i was like oh you got you get to see me with no tooth and she was like i already saw it on instagram and then we talked for a little bit then she you know drove away but it was just so funny because like when we know you guys from the podcast like it is a very like intimate friendly relationship so like i'll know right away if someone like we know each other from that because it was like someone i knew like they just like mr she's like mr are you okay 
And I was like, I'm okay. I love that she's on episode. How many episodes do we have? Let me look and see. We should do an episode where we go back and listen to one of our past episodes. Yeah, I usually hate listening to my voice, but I would be totally down for that. I mean, same. I sound like a complete asshole. Okay, let's see. Down for that, and I'm getting better about it because I'm fr- I'm editing videos for TikTok all the time, so it makes me not hate my voice as. When much. are we gonna make our inside the closet TikTok? I've been trying to. It's so time consuming with getting. I'm trying to get mine up to four hundred thousand. Once you get up to four hundred thousand, then you can po- don't have to post as much because you just are in the algorithm more. So I'm trying to get up to that, and then I was how getting, many? Then I was how many do you have? Two. No, I'm just kidding. And it's get. Uh, let's see. 221,000.4. Damn, but, Emma. You better if fucking you po- work. It's like you want to post a lot on it. Also, it's the time of when you post. Like, I had posted something the other day. Do you want me to not- be in charge in charge of the inside the closet p- TikTok? And you want to get it started soon? I mean, I probably I, like I, I don't it. know how to do it though. That's the problem. I, I have all the videos I can send you. Everything I, I just send, all you have to do is post. You don't have to do anything. Actually, you know what? That's true. I'm not, we're not making original content for it. Let's no. just let's start a Google Drive. Let's start it right now. Yeah, Google Drive from whatever. And also now I know because my I took my listen, guys. If there's something you don't know how to do and you're like, I'm too old, I'm too this, I don't have a tooth. <laughs> here's what works for me i'll look at some of the other people doing it and then i'll be like wait a minute do they know something i don't know why and how are they really smarter than me look sure like yes but it's plausible that i could figure it out absolutely so it's like okay if we, and we could do my stand-up your stand-up and then yeah. whenever we have free time we can put up but it could just be your stand-up and my stand-up right are you already posting your stand up on yours though? I don't think that uh, matters. It doesn't matter. It's just both of ours, right? So I have yes, one, two, three. I mean, especially if it's not um, stuff that I have, I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't do the exclusive. But like, if it's stuff I've already been posting, because you can you can you can repost the video up to three times on TikTok, and you look like less of an asshole than Instagram because like, okay, this is the timing thing, and this is why. Because a lot of times comedians are like, fucking like TikTok, I have to learn a whole new thing. No, this is where something will help you. So I had posted this joke I used to do all the time, classic joke that was like one of my favorite jokes about my mom leaving me a voice message. I posted it, didn't get very many views. And I was like, something's up. Then, and I had posted it like really late at night. So I changed it to the, when I usually have your video but be between nine and 11 seconds or 18 and 21 seconds so i edited it down to 11 seconds and then i made it cleaner and then i reposted it at like a more optimal time and then now it's gotten 251 158,000.1 views and before it i still have the other one up it had 8,000 views damn same video i just changed it and that's the biggest example i was like oh these motherfuckers so it is kind of when you Someone has sent me a video of me that has like hundreds of thousands of views on TikTok and I don't have TikTok. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So if you look up Mateo Lane, Mateo Lane, Mateo Lane comic, Mateo Lane Starbucks, Mateo Lane Laugh Factory, Mateo Lane Sinking Ship, Mateo Lane Grinder, Mateo Lane Pharmacist, Gay Brother, just what is Sinking Ship? I don't know. <laughs> 
Oh, the gays, the gays working at Starbucks because they're manning a sinking ship. Oh, okay. Wait, how many, how do do I have, is there a video of mine that has a lot of views? So when I first like looked you up, I was like, wow, because Mateo Lane, the hashtag has 2.2 million views. And I was like, which is amazing. And so part of what it is, is there was these two videos that went, that got shit. Cause obviously you're not posting. So there is. Let's see which one it was. So there's been a few that have like gotten a ton. The Mateo Lane on fake jobs. That's the pharmacy one. And then you've got, How then you have 122,000.9. And then yeah. you've got you. So what people do, which is like so flattering is they mouth your joke. Right. Which is, so you've got some people that have done that. This woman got 12,000 views tag you at it. And then your this one got a lot of views on flagrant two. Your C three PO six hundred thirty one thousand views. Damn. Yeah, and then there's other ones with a bunch of views too. But two point two. Wow, it's a lot of views. Two point two what? Million. God. A lot of views. So I posted oh. a joke on there the other day, and it was the first one that started. I I made it. I angered a community. <laughs> check this out oh no <laughs> you pissed so off. i posted this so this is a totally made-up thing i had i remember when when we had like the dog bowie in my last relationship um i remember like some like i was like getting to know other dog owners so i'd be like out walking and i met this woman that lived near us and um she had a service animal that was like so, so cute. And I am like, so for that. Like, I'm like, whatever you got to do to get you through the day, like whatever. So, uh, she was telling me about it. Like Bowie started like humping my leg and I was like, it'd be fun. And then I wrote a joke where if he was humping my leg and my landlord thought he was a service animal. And I was like, yeah, and this is the service I need. That's it. (laughs) So I posted it and I like made it a little longer and I made it, I guess maybe my mistake was me saying I had to register him as a service dog for the apartment because I started, it was like, bing, bing. It was like, don't do that because then people who really do have service animals are discriminated against. And And I was like, hey, I totally get how it's a sensitive subject. This is a joke. I'm just kidding. And they were like, and it it was the way people were coming at me. And then one person was like, hey, like this is the, they wrote it. And I was like, thank you for writing this out nicely and not just being like, you hate, you're an ableist. You hate, I'm like an ableist. This is such a strong word to use. Like an ableist motherfucker. Like I, Wait, so I, was I don't like, understand why the why are they mad? What I'm enabling, hum, I'm enabling the idea of an untrained service dog, and then that gives service dogs a bad rap. And then I did some fucking research. Are I was the like, dogs well, offended I, by this? Are the dogs writing this? And also, I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> now, what I am going to say right now is a little offensive, guys. Buckle up. It does make sense that the community of people that need service dogs are maybe a little, um, you know, you know. Look, I need one too. I have no tooth. I have taken a bunch of depression, anxiety meds. You know, maybe mental health isn't always a strong point. But don't hate me. Don't hate me. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Oh my God. Sh- Emma, what's happened to you? I'm, I'm just saying it's not shocking that that group, particular group of people is a little unhinged about it. Now, do I take Emma, back what I just said? Emma. Yes. I want you all to know I take that back. Should we edit that out? No. It's funny. You're clearly joking. And you should not apologize joking. for that. You should not apologize for that joke. 
anything that that what I just said on here is not something I'm ever I'm gonna say on stage. But here, but here's the thing. Anything you do for your mental health, I support you if it doesn't hurt other people. I the validity of service animals is so real. And so I like started doing research but and I was me, like, let me ask you no, hold on. Let me ask you a question. How simple do you have to be to watch that joke and think that that joke is about how service dogs and et cetera? Clearly the joke is about you are a liar. You're the joke is about how you in a tight situation don't know how to lie well. So you looked around and you saw that and you made up an excuse. That's the joke. The foundation of the joke, but the, the foundation of the joke is based upon your own thought process. And I guess where I offended people was me then posing an untrained dog as a service animal, give service dogs bad rap. So and I want to, uh, I'm sorry, back up. Is the dog actually a service dog? Is this a fictitious? Are we, hold on. This is, this is okay, not true. Then everyone can fuck off. Everyone yeah. can fuck off. Unless you're I actually say, physically, hold on. Unless you're physically walking with a real service dog and it start right. Quote unquote. And someone starts hump, the dog starts humping your leg and someone comes up and with a service dog outfit, like thing on, you say that in a real situation. Okay. But this is you on stage retelling a story and making up half of it to make an audience laugh with the foundation that you are, you acted like an idiot. And then what, the, what they're saying is if you pose a dog, a non-service dog as a service dog, that's where the real service dog gets from. But you weren't, it's not joke. It's but I wasn't, it was a joke. Talking. So I was like, there yeah, wasn't was like, an actual made up. dog. Yeah, go pet your poodle. But I was like, but I was like, so I started like, I was like, so oh, they think that you hate you. They think that your goal and intentions with that joke were to take down service dogs and to let every single person know that all service dogs are assholes. I've also seen a lot of, and I am so full, like, I've, I have seen people, like, be like, what's next, the service, like, penguin? It, sure, whatever gets you through the fucking day. I've, I would love, if a penguin walked on a plane, God by the bless. way, I would be in heaven. For real. <laughs> Penguins are so I mean, cute. it's like, but it was, let's see. Uh, I pinned the comment because I liked the way they phrased it. They said, please don't do this. It makes those of us who need them look bad, and it's hard for us to bring ours anywhere due to fake registration. So I said, thank you so much for saying please up front. It's not based on truth. It was a play in the word service and something I wrote as part of a script I'm pitching. It's not true, but I understand. Also, thank you for writing that out with some humility and not just coming in hot, like, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's it's, true. It's, that's true. Yeah. So I was like, thanks for doing that. And then the other people were like, you're an evil. So I was like, scroll up, scroll up. Okay. So this is reminding me why I'm not going on TikTok. I'm not. Here's the thing. Did I actually learn about the trials? And but then I, so here's the thing though. I went and did research last night because I couldn't sleep because I was supposed to be doing something else. I was supposed to be writing this thing that I was stressed about writing. So I started doing research about the Americans with Disabilities Act and like service animals. And, stuff. and I was like, okay, so people should absolutely not be faking the service animal registration. And please correct me if I'm wrong. However, if, some, if a dog actually is a service dog, it is very clear that it actually is a service dog. So... Yes, it is wrong that people are doing that, but it's also like then why, trust yeah, the why, people and can suss that out. Like that can get. But why are they getting mad at you and not the people who literally fake service dog their dogs and bring them on planes? But but the thing is, is like that would actually it seems like from my research be pretty hard to fake. 
But, and I guess they thought I was doing that. And I was like, oh, and there was a part two of the joke. And then other people were like, let's see part two of it. And I'm like, I'm not fucking, not when I got to eat. No, nope. Maybe I will still post it, but that was. Why couldn't they, I literally, why couldn't they watch that and say, oh, that's so funny. Obviously this is fictitious. She's on stage. She's telling jokes. This isn't real. I understand watching this, that this isn't, has nothing that's not based in reality. She's saying something like you said for the service, no pun intended, of making people giggle. You didn't actually bring a dog on a plane as a service dog. And then make, I don't, what's over? Comedy's over. Yeah, then someone wrote, I fucking hate when people do this shit. Do it. Somebody wrote to my Go pet your dog. I think you need it. Someone wrote to my website last night because I'm doing a story about douching right now. And Mm -hmm. the joke is about a month old. So I did it a few times. And one of this is at Gotham, that Homo Comicus show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, I told you about that, where the two audience members shooed me away. They didn't want to listen no. to me. I was on what stage. What do you mean, while you were on stage? I was on stage doing jokes. And this guy was just on his phone for 10 minutes. I gave him two minutes. He's still on his phone. Five, six, seven, eight, still on his phone. So I said to him, like, I can't believe we had just went through a pandemic. And we were stuck watching right. our TVs and finally we get out of our houses. We can watch real life performances and you're sitting here on your phone. And he didn't look up. And then I, his boyfriend, I'm assuming, or his friend with him, I said, do you want to let him know that he's being rude right now? And mm-hmm. the guy looked at me and went like this. He, he goes like that, like shooing me away. And I said, did you just shoo me away? And he goes, we're not even listening to you. And I was like, OK. And then I moved on. I did like a joke and moved on. Anyways, so I've gotten two emails about that night. One person messaging me saying, it's 2021. People are going to be on their cell phones and you being upset that someone's on their cell phone is ridiculous. And I was like, okay, this is obviously the person that I yelled at. And also, if you think going to a live performance and being on your phone isn't rude, you're simple. And then I just got one yesterday. This is a month ago. And I got one yesterday. Someone saying, I thought you were funny until I saw your douching joke. You can be better than this. You need to learn how to write better. And I thought, okay, um, this is obviously still that person. (laughs) And also, um, I can talk about whatever I want to talk about on stage. But also Mm -hmm. people are so simple and not smart and don't think past themselves. Jokes don't just come out. You don't just write a joke and it's done. They take years sometimes. Usually I would say around three to four months to really mature. So you have to work out a joke. Right. You have to work out a joke gradually in order to see how that joke works. So is this the beginning stages of a joke? But if I tried to sit down and explain to this person, I, I mean, it's like you just shouldn't go to comedy shows. It's such an intense critique, too. It's like, uh, like, like, I mean, I wonder what nerve. It, also, yeah, right. It's also like it's a comedy club. Like, what, what were you? What were you? What were you coming for? I like, wish I could go back in time and do 15 full minutes on, on douching. 15 full minutes. No, I you wish can. I could go back back in time. So that mm-hmm. person was in the audience just to piss them off. I um, assumed so that club that Mateo is talking about is in Chelsea, which is a very gay area. And uh, I made the mistake of there was a guy up front who had on, um, you know, those MC hammer pants. Mm-hmm. So he had on silk MC hammer pants with a very, very bright, intense uh, design. And I said, I, I like your pants. And he was like, yeah. And I, I guess I 
thought he was with his boyfriend or something. I said, how long have you guys been together? Something. And he got really angry. He was like, I don't, he's like, I hate you. He said, I think he said, I don't like you, but he didn't say it loud. And I was like, whoa, like he really got mad. And then I was like, he said it quietly enough that people didn't hear it. So I just moved on. Cause I was like, I don't want to give this too much time. And then I'm going to have to say back what he said to like, I just kept right. it moving. And That's then right. afterwards I was like, woo. And then he was like, uh, he sent me like a really aggressive message. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to do that. It, but it Why was, would you be I, sorry? That means you're sorry. His, his implication is that, that gay is bad. I didn't mean it as an insult. And also I was like, I actually ended up just blocking the person too. Cause I was like, I'm not going like he was, I mean, he was also jacked. Um, and he was actually an MMA fighter. I looked him up like, cause he tagged, he, when he sent me the message, I looked up, he's an, he's an MMA fighter. And I was like, you know, you're wearing bright, for, uh, uh, he's a German MMA, MMA fighter, bright, like, I wanted to be like, I don't know if you're visiting, but like walking around Chelsea in those pants, like that's like the most PC thing you're going to press. Like, I was like, like those, they were so um, traditionally, stereotypically. Gay. I, Just say, yeah, they like, look gay. Like, like, <laughs> you're not gay, but your pants are. Like, I was like, uh, right. but it, it, it's interesting when people get real pissed. Real oh pissed. my God, people get so mad at the dumbest things. I'm like, I, all right. I get mad at dumb stuff too though same but but you know you move on kind of it's like a month later you don't still think about someone's douche joke which i'm sure they couldn't even repeat and then email me again i mean obviously it's the person i yelled at (laughs) i mean obviously it's crazy because it's like if you weren't paying attention at the show why are you why are you sitting home marinating about it like get it out of your that what happened to him that a month later was like, I got to let Mateo Lane know what I thought about that douche joke. He's just at the grocery store. Like I've thought of everything else I can think of and I don't want to focus on real problems. So but usually it goes, I mean, that's a big sign. I'm like this person's life is miserable. Like it's not worth spending time trying to explain comedy to them. Like if they're doing this a month later, they're probably in most aspects, not happy with their own life. And it has more to do with them than it does me. And that's why, like, I've been, like, learning about, like, how one of the things I've been reading about with dealing with anything like a resentment is you want to look at your partner. So it's like, if mm-hmm. I was that guy, I'd be like, I resent this guy for talking about douching. What's my partner? I went to a comedy show. I was on my phone up front. I am uncomfortable about douching because I, like, am afraid of There's also something stuff, inherently so- internalized homophobic about what he said, because basically Absolutely. what he's saying is you're talking about something so inside baseball and gay that it will look bad to straight people watching. And I'd prefer if you didn't Mm. talk about it to not embarrass us and be the good, be the good fag for the rest of us. Why can't you be the good fag rather than me actually talking? And by the way, do you know what I was doing? I was telling a story that actually happened to me, right? It wasn't me. It was talking about when I was flew to Barcelona and I had a layover in Paris and called Kike because we're going to see each other. And he was like, I have COVID. And I, my first thought was, but I douched. I skipped the meal on the plane. <laughs> you know, so it's like, that's just a real thing that happened, right. relaying a real story. So to him to hear that and to be upset with that is for him to say, I'm not comfortable with my own sexuality and hearing other stories about this. You should be the good fag for the straight people so that you don't make the rest of us look bad. To which I say, fuck off. You know, maybe he was upset because no one's ever douched for him. Maybe, or maybe he's had some douching. You know, douching can be, there are going to be rough things that happen when you douche. I get it. 
it's a sensitive PTSD moment. You hear douche mm. and you think, oh God, my the bathroom I ruined. Um it's what it's the for. Emodium I should have taken. Uh, you know. We're all human. I mean, it's like <laughs> it does it I mean it's does it mess up the good bacteria inside of inside of you? I have absolutely no idea. I'm sure nothing that can't be fixed with a probiotic because I've done colonics before <laughs> and it's it's great. I mean, a colonic well, is colonics go. I doesn't that go all the way into your large intestines? This is just cleaning out your colon, so you're not leaving any stains. That's on great. Else's dick. I think that's what everybody. It's the Lord's work. It's the Lord's work. Any but any missionary work. I'm doing better work than missionaries. I said it. I stand by that 100. There's no sarcasm whatsoever. What I just said. I was, that's a good tag for the joke of being missionary. I was um, doing butt stuff. So I, we, we used to do a lot of butt stuff. And then I was like, I must have gotten too aggressive with it because I gave, I hurt, I hurt my girlfriend. So we were taking a little break from the butt stuff. Yeah, you got to be got, careful. It's a lube. mix of me getting excited, so excited. And then we were just tons of, so excited. I think the lube was getting low. And then also I, um, <laughs> I think it was when I was like working out a lot and I was stronger than, <laughs> I thought because I noticed too sometimes I would like be going like just doing, thinking I was doing like a light choking and she'd be like she'd like hit my hand and be like no that, like she's like move your hand and I was like no sorry what I need to do is I you want to put your hand lower and then I started putting it in an area that I thought would be but she was like no you're stronger than you think but I haven't really been working out recently and I'm sure I lose my muscle if I don't work out and don't eat enough protein. I lose it usually in about two weeks. It takes not together and it comes back, but I, I lose, you lose the pump. You know, so ridiculous, Emma. I mean, it's true. If I don't eat enough protein, I lose. If you guys are trying to get the big dietary thing, I can say, start just eating more protein is so important. Not too much. Just no. Yeah. You need to, you need to talk to nutritionists. Talk to a nutritionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe don't take it from me, but eating protein this, helps. This is a good time to end this episode. Yes. Uh, Emma, let's let's share where we're going to be. Do you mind if I go first? Please go first. I'll put my calendar. Okay. So if you want to see me in New York City on September 13th, I'm performing at the Comedy Cellar. You can go get tickets at MateoLinkComedy.com if you want to see it. It's almost sold out. So try and get tickets fast. Um, I will be in Philadelphia at the Philly Punchline on September 17th and 18th. And this is a new show that I'm doing that I'm really excited about. If you're here in New York City on September 23rd at Littlefield in Brooklyn. This is also on my, uh, I believe it's on my website. I'm not sure yet, but you can go to littlefield.com to get tickets. I will be watching the movie Twister with Micah Fox and just yelling at it the whole time. Really funny. I mean, really quick and funny too. She's amazing. So her and I just decided we wanted to do this show where we yell at the movie Twister. So if you're in New York and you want to come see me, you get two different experiences. One, my stand-up and one, me yelling at Twister with Micah Fox. So go to littlefield.com to get tickets or MateoLankComedy.com to get tickets for the other places. That was fantastic casting with Micah because she is so I did a show where she like yelled stuff while, during the show like at you while you're telling the story and she was just great she's amazing so when she's great so when this comes out on Thursday I will be in Asheville North Carolina this this Thursday night so I don't know when you're listening but it's this Thursday September 2nd and then Bristol Tennessee September 3rd and 4th this weekend then I'll be in New York for 
week, and then I will be in San Francisco at Cobb's Comedy Club September 17th and 18th. And then I will be at the Robin Theater in Lansing, Michigan, October 1st. And Back Alley Comedy, that sounds sketchy, Back Alley Comedy in Muskeog, Michigan. And then I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, I will be at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago. Oh, Lincoln Lodge! Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I'll send my family. I'll send my family. I've never done that room before, and I'm doing it on a Sunday, and I I love Sunday shows, actually. So that's where I'll be, and then then I'll be back in New York. It's great. Excellent. Well, Uh, thank you guys so much, as always. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day. A podcast network.